Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to This American Nurse Nikki podcast, the only podcast that keeps it real and pushes you to be the best version of you. Contact me at nursenikkitalk at gmail.com. It's going to be a fantastic episode. Go grab that cup of coffee, pull up a chair, sit down, and let's talk. What's up, friends? So what is the problem that Pete solves in society, in business, or in the world? Well, Pete Canavan is an author, former radio show host, and personal safety expert. And he has made it his mission to improve personal safety. His extensive experience as an IT security consultant, self-defense instructor, and public safety professional allow him to provide practical, actionable solutions to threats that exist in both the digital and the physical world. He has been helping clients and students learn how to protect themselves for over 20 years from all types of online and offline threats to their personal safety and security. Pete can educate your school or organization and enhance the safety and security of students employees, and others. He is an Act 235 Legal Weapons Certified Agent in Pennsylvania and is also certified in First Aid, CPR, AED, and naloxone use. So Pete, you teach others how to improve their online and offline safety um, measures in minutes. We're not talking years, we're talking minutes. So when someone is done listening to you in this podcast, there are immediate actions that people can put into place that may help their safety. Um, and this is going to be, your, your education is through a unique blend of your professional experiences. Is that right? That's correct. Um, I have been running my own information technology company since 1995. Oh, wow. So, you know, way back then... You know, there were some things you had to worry about, you know, viruses and hackers and stuff. But, you know, as we all know, in the last, you know, I'd say five years or so, the number of threats and the the type of threats have just blown up, you know, exponentially. We have to worry about, you know, social engineering attacks where, you know, you're getting emails or people are kicking you into doing things. You're getting phone calls from people who are trying to tell you, you know, your computer's infected and, you know, they need you need to go online and let them take control of your computer and clean it up. You're getting these, these other phishing emails that are saying things like, you know, your package can't be delivered or there's a problem with your account. Uh, and then, you know, you couple it all with, you know, the various threats that exist on social media. All right. You put so much information out there that the number of online threats just absolutely exploded. And so I've been, you know, with it every step of the way, basically, because I've been doing this for a long time. So one of the things that I do is I help my clients in the uh, IT realm protect themselves by, you know, securing their computers and their networks and uh, making sure all of their hardware and their accounts are all configured as, as, as well as possible to mm-hmm. keep them secure. So that's kind of the one half of it. And then on the other half, uh, I've also been training and uh, instructing in martial arts and self-defense for about the last 22 years as well. Awesome. So to me with all the offline threats and can talk to people about how they can keep themselves safe physically right so kind of going back a little bit and talking a little bit about you personally 
So what set you on your journey to learn about self-defense and then teaching others that personal safety? Well, I have always had an interest in self-defense. I mean, probably as a lot of young you know, boys, especially uh, watching you know, various martial arts movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. It was something that I always was interested in. Uh, I trained when I was a kid for a little while, but then that I had, we moved and I kind of stepped away from it for, for quite a number of years. And then I started back up again once I was established and my girlfriend lived around the school, uh, a martial arts school at the time, so she's not my wife. But uh, I was like, hey, I'm down here all the time, checked it out. Right. I liked it. I started training, and I've been there now for a long, long time. And, I mean, I guess my journey really, it's, it's, I enjoy teaching people. I enjoy seeing the transformation that occurs both in you know children as well as adults mm-hmm. from training in the martial arts. It's a, it's a wild thing to witness when you see kids who may be unruly or undisciplined and unfocused all of a sudden become respectful right disciplined and driven and develop skills you know like fortitude and patience and all the things that you you learn from martial arts because that is it's it's not just learning the physical aspect of of uh, martial arts it's also that discipline my father when i grew up um, I grew up around martial arts. My dad was my instructor. He's a fourth-degree black belt. So, yeah, and so I had martial arts in my life as well growing up. And so you're exactly right. That discipline is key, especially when you're a teenager, you know. And and so it did me a lot of good. I, I know that. So, well, that's awesome. So what are you, when you're talking about personal safety, what are you most concerned about, like, in terms of, of a threat to personal safety? What kind of stands out to you and what should we be aware of? Well, today we have distractions that come at us from every angle imaginable. You know, we have online distractions with texts and email, you know, messages and Facebook and Instagram and all of these different technologies that exist that really, you know, take our attention away from the physical world. And that's a big problem today, and we see it all the time with people walking around with their faces buried in their phone or their tablet. Oh, yeah. They're not paying attention as, as they really should. So Absolutely. That's a big the, problem. The things, oh, yeah. And so one of the first things I tell people is, you know, you first need to define what concerns you have in terms of, you know, where you're going, what you're doing, and where you feel there may be the possibility of something that could occur to you. And it could be online or offline. But I think the biggest problem is in addition to the distractions, is the the lack of being aware simply because of our routines and our comfort zone. Just becoming you complacent, know, old, yes. Complacent is the key. That's the word that, yeah. that we need to, to focus on because complacency occurs when you are doing the same thing day in and day out, whether it's, you know, it's walking to class or going to your job or going to the, you know, the supermarket or walking your dog. You expect things to be the same today as they were yesterday, and you expect things to be the same tomorrow as they were today. Right, but yeah. they may not be. Yeah. And so what happens is you get complacent. You know, you just do the same thing day in and day out, day in and day out, and you stop paying attention as much as maybe you should. Yes, yes. That's a, that's a huge problem, and uh, probably the, the most critical uh, 
sort of flaw that the vast majority of people worldwide, uh, you know, have to have to deal with. And so I try to bring their awareness to that first and foremost. Yeah. So when you talk about barriers to learning, do you ever run into that one specific thing that kind of impedes us from learning? Um, is there one thing that stands out to you that we could maybe come away with today and and learning better about our safety, whether it's online, offline, or what have you? You know, what impedes us from learning? And, and it, we all know that there's crime out there, and we just don't seem to really, like you say, we don't pay attention to it. We just think it may not happen to us. You know, whatever the that case may be. is the key. Yeah. It's just what you said. Yeah. People think it's not going to happen to me. Yeah. And anybody who's ever been involved in any sort of crime, whether they were robbed, whether their home was broken into, whether their identity was stolen, or they're a victim, or, you know, somewhere where there's maybe an active shooter, every single person says the same thing. What do they say? I never thought it would happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I'm here to tell people, no, it can happen to you. Will it happen to you? I don't know. But you need to be aware of the fact that it possibly could. And therefore, you should try to prepare yourself to a certain extent to understand, number one, what threats exist, online or offline. And number two, what would you do if, or better, when this occurs? Because if you take the word if out, it's like, well, it, if it happens, you know, it may not. But when you say when it happens, it becomes much more real because now it's, it's like an inevitability. And yeah. it changes your whole perspective and how you look at a threat. Right, exactly. So when you think about online safety, like in particular just online, what is our most serious threat to safety and security? Most people never take the 10 minutes to go into their settings and their social media accounts and properly make whatever changes they want to to ensure that people are not going to be able to find information out about them unless they are within their you know, inner circle of friends. If you have a lot of public information out there, anybody can see it. A lot of people, you know, and, and a lot of people are guilty of this, which is we want to have a large number of friends. We put posts out there. We want to get a large number of likes. And so these things are uh, social proof that is what our society is basically evolving or devolving into mm -hmm. you know kids out there they're posting these things out there and they're trying to get a lot of likes it's like oh i posted this picture of me you know riding my bike uh, down a hill backwards and <laughs> wow you know i wiped out it was so funny and you know i got six thousand likes on my page uh -huh. you know wow I, I must be really cool but, uh -huh. yeah okay well did you tell everybody you gave yourself a concussion when you fell and you smashed your head against the <laughs> right <laughs> so it's, it, that's what's happening is, you know, we have this social proof. And, you know, as a professional yourself, you know that when you're online and you're looking at somebody and you're vetting somebody, you look to see, hey, does this person have 30 followers or do they have 3,000 followers? Yes, yes. Does the person with 3,000 followers necessarily mean they are better or smarter or whatever? No. But we use that now as a, baram as a barometer to gauge their or their popularity. Yes, I actually was had done an episode on that a while back about the Facebook likes and things like that. On, and it's almost become people's identity 
you know what I mean, these days? Like, if yes. it, it's it's a very sad world <laughs> that we live in. It's very sad. And then you've got these kids it's that It's crazy have, how much we depend uh-huh. on the social proof aspect in today's society. And it's only getting worse. And I believe it's really harming our youth in ways that we have yet to even understand. Absolutely. I agree 100% on that. Yes, yes. So... How can we how can we protect ourselves? Is there anything that we need to do? Um, you know, as far as like being a parent and having those teenagers and things like that, and online safety is always an issue. Um, are there anything at all that that we can put into place as as far as online safety goes that's going to maybe help us a little bit? You know, you're not you're not going to always be a hundred percent proof that something that's going to maybe place some extra steps in there to deter someone or well, as the parent of three teenage boys, uh, I have been dealing with trying to keep them protected, insulated, call it what you will, from you know information that is readily accessible to them, whether they're on their phone or their Xbox or their computer or what have you. Uh, so setting parental controls on their different devices is a good first step. One of the things you can also do is in most of today's routers, that you're, uh, you know, controlling your, your internet connection for all the devices in your house, mm-hmm. you can actually go in and program that to not display websites that contain certain words. So, if, you know, it, it's one way that you can try to limit the type of information that your children are or could be exposed to, whether or not they're searching for it or it just happens to pop up, you know, in an ad or a recommendation or something like that. But it's a big... Uh, it's a big step to take. The problem is, you know, limiting the amount of time that our children are spending online is is almost an impossibility because they are growing up with it. Yep. All of their peers use it. Mm-hmm. This is how they communicate. And so, I mean, anyone who has a parent of a teenager out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, you tell the kid to put the phone down at dinner. It's like, well, why? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, well, we're having dinner now. Right, yeah. And, you know, you, you try to establish those habits early because if you don't establish them right off the bat and make that a habit, a good habit. You know, you sit down at dinner table, everybody puts their cell phones in this basket over here. Right, you know, yes. You don't touch it until dinner's over. You know, if you start to establish those, those uh, you know, those rules early, then it's not as difficult to continually reinforce them and enforce them. Uh, when you just try to do that all of a sudden, like you put your phone down, they are going to resist. I mean, teenagers resist, mm-hmm. you know, anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, just because that's what they do. I mean, we're all teenagers. That's what we did. You know, you're trying to establish yourself. Yeah. But the the important thing is to take certain measures and don't allow it to happen, you know, all of a sudden in one day. You see kids in restaurants, they're playing on their cell phones while the parents are having dinner, and there's a two-year-old sitting on their playing on the phone. And I just look at that. Like, yeah. Oh, my God, the phones are raising these kids. Yes. Oh, that, that, yeah, that's very true. That is so very true. So when you talk about offline safety, um, what are some, what, is, what, are, what are our biggest threats out there as far as our security offline? Like, you know, when we're out there in public and things like that, what are, what are our biggest threats? What should we be looking out for? Well, there are always desperate people. So the number one thing that anybody needs to do is 
be aware of the people, the places, and the objects around you. So, you know, you need to notice people and not, you know, blow it off and, and ignore them because mm-hmm. you're, again, distracted by whatever it is that's in front of you. Your technology, maybe the music's playing too loud, your headphones, and you can't hear somebody screaming or you can't hear sirens or you can't hear somebody's footsteps, you know, running up quickly behind you that's about to grab your purse or knock you over or whatever. Mm-hmm. So being aware of what the, the people around you, number one, and then, of course, the environment. You know, when you're going into a place, take a few seconds. Know where the exits are. Okay, it doesn't mean it's because they're... Oh, that's a very important What happens if there's a fire? Yes, so very important. if there's some other event? So taking, you know, stock of your surroundings and the building you're in, knowing the layout, and some people but if I'm going somewhere, I'm going to go and I'm going to stay in a hotel, I'll pull up the hotel's information online before I even go. And, you know, that's something that people just... Yeah. I'll know where stairwells are before I even get to And most people just not, they don't ever think about that. And I think that's such a key thing that you just said is to know the exits of the building. House, very simple step and it could save your life. Sure. And there's so many reasons why you may need to know that. Yeah. And then the third thing is the objects. You know, what do you have around you immediately that could be used to protect yourself if you needed to? Yes. You know? Do you have a book? Do you have a cell phone? Is there a chair? Is there a, a broom? Is there, you know, what, whatever it is, um, if something were to occur and you needed to defend yourself, what would you do? And so a lot of people don't have the luxury of time or maybe money or both to spend a lot of time training in martial arts and defense like you or I. So what you need to do is people that, that don't have that luxury uh, of time or money may need to purchase something and keep it on them to their person that can improve their personal safety. Mm-hmm. There are personal safety alarms. There is, of course, things like pepper spray. There are defensive flashlights that you know you put a strobe in somebody's eyes and blind mm-hmm. them. Like pepper spray, and spray. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little one-two punch. There. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there are different things that uh, can enhance your personal safety. You need to be aware of what can exist. There are actually some really good safety apps. You can download to your phone. Okay. Pre-program yeah. with your contacts. A problem happens, you hit a button, it activates the two cameras on the phone and the microphone, mm-hmm. and it starts to stream your location and what's happening to you immediately to that pre-programmed list of contacts on your phone. Very, very important. So, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, lots that's... Lots of different things. Okay. Oh, yeah, safety apps are a biggie. Okay. I'll have to look into that one. Yeah, definitely. So what do you... So what can myself even and even my listeners out there do like right now immediately i mean if once we quit listening to this podcast and they walk away what can they do to improve their safety you know something that's an immediate thing i would say immediately check the privacy settings and the security settings on all your social media accounts number one for your online safety okay Um, also make sure all of your software is up to date on all your devices, not just your computer, but you know, make sure those updates are getting installed on your phone, on your tablet, on any of your devices when they come out. I mean, they're, they're updates are put out there for a reason. Usually it's to patch some sort of security vulnerability. So if you don't do that, you're increasing your exposure because now the hackers know, oh, okay, there's this vulnerability that this patch was just released to protect. I'm going to now go write some script that's going to go look for all the devices that haven't installed it yet. Mm-hmm. So you, you 
So that's a, a big thing. And then in terms of offline safety, uh, your mindset is a biggie. Changing the mindset to one of understanding that something can and very possibly may occur that could put you in a bad situation. Understand that you need to turn a switch in your mind that says, I am not going to allow this to you know, affect me. I will be the person that's going to be victorious. I'm the person that's going to turn into a raging lunatic, mm-hmm. save myself, save my family, etc. And then uh, to enhance your physical personal safety, uh, there's a free report I have uh, that has about 20 different personal safety items in it, including tasers and uh, flashlights, pepper spray, and all these other kind of neat things that anybody, if they're interested, can go download from uh, free Okay. So that uh, website, freeedcreport.com, EDC as an everyday carry. Okay. things that you should carry with you every day. Right. And just going to touch a little bit on as far as um, physical. Say someone has, um, or you know that this person's going to try to conflict bodily harm on you. Where are the best places as far as those pressure point areas that, you know, the strike zones that for someone who may not be trained, yeah, where can they, the most effective? I tell people, follow the center line of the body, Mm -hmm. okay, the eyes, the nose, the throat, the solar plexus, Mm -hmm. the groin, the knees. Yes. Okay, those are your targets. A, A simple straight front kick to somebody's knee only takes about 15 pounds of pressure to dislocate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do a quick, straight front kick right to somebody's kneecap and dislocate it, guess what? That person falls down, you get to run away. And, and it doesn't matter how big they are. doesn't matter how big they are, exactly. Knees are a great weak spot. Throat's another one. I don't care how big and strong somebody is. You punch them in the throat or you, you, you know, women, you got nice long fingernails, you jab those fingernails into somebody's throat or they're, you know, that, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt a lot. That's going to make them stop. Right. And um, those are, you know, the, the center line of the body is a biggie. Um, those are, again, I have a, a book that uh, is a beginner's guide to self-defense and personal safety called the Self-Defense Survival Guide. Okay. It's the first book I wrote, and it's got over 200 pictures in it. It's available on Amazon, and it's designed for beginners. It talks about the right way to hit, where to hit, how to hit, how to escape from grabs and chokes, and if somebody knocks you to the ground. And it's a fantastic resource for anyone. Awesome. And what was the name of that again? It's called the Self-Defense Survival Guide. Okay. I'll have to go check that out myself. So, and another key important thing um, is is displaying confidence. Yes. Like making eye contact and, and showing them that you're not, you potentially are not going to be that weak target. Don't you think? I mean, that's a big... Absolutely. Yeah. You don't want anybody to think you're going to be an easy victim. So walking up tall, shoulders back, head up, looking the world in the face, as opposed to somebody whose shoulders are slumped, head down, kind of shuffling along. I mean, those are two totally different, you know, you know types of, of people there. Mm-hmm. Someone who's looking to do you harm, the person who's looking the world in the face, that's aware, that's looking around, it looks confident. You don't look like an easy, easy target. They're probably going to pass you over for somebody else who head down, distracted, kind of not looking like they're real confident. They look more like an easy target. So little things that can potentially 
life or prevent you from being a victim, uh, something as simple as, like you just said, is confidence uh, is, a, is a big one. And what's going to give you confidence? Being prepared. Absolutely. So if you're prepared, you're confident because you know if something happens, you know, okay, this happens. This is what I'm going to do. Right. That is very never important. Thought about it, if you've never thought about it, now all of a sudden, what's going to happen? You're going to freeze. Oh my God, what do I do? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do. And then you freak out. Uh-huh. You know, and then you freeze. Yeah. And uh, that's not what you want to have happen. Well, Pete, you've so had some excellent. That's excellent advice. Go ahead. As I say, you know, everybody needs to educate themselves and take personal responsibility for their own safety because, you know, there is a lag time when you're waiting for help to arrive. And if you're all by yourself in the middle of the night, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere, and there's no help around, it's you. Yep. So you better be able to get yourself in the right mindset and understand that this is what I'm going to do, this is how I'm going to react, and this person should have never messed with me. Right. So you have to get in that mindset, you know, not a victim mindset, but as somebody who is confident that they're going to overcome it. And that at least is going to give you a fighting chance. Well, Pete, you're awesome, and you know, I thank you for, I think this is a, probably one of the most helpful um, podcasts that I've done so far, because we always need to be aware of our safety and security, whether it's online, offline, whether we're, wherever we're at. It's this, this world that we live in anymore has, it's, uh, it's a very scary place sometimes. So your tips have been excellent. It is. So is there, is there any way that, or anywhere that um, my listeners can go to maybe find your books and, and a website or information if they want to follow along with you, uh, where they can go to maybe keep up with you? Uh, sure. My, uh, my personal website, you can learn more about me and the types of workshops, meetings and engagements, that kind of stuff that I do, as well as links to some of my books. Uh, it's just my name, uh, PeteCanavan.com, P-E-T-E-C-A-N-A-V-A-N.com. And... Uh, lot of information there. Uh, my latest book, which uh, came out a little over a year ago, is all on college safety. So anyone out there with college students, um, check out The Ultimate Guide to College Safety. And, uh, that actually talks about all kinds of online safety and offline safety and confidence and attitude, all kinds of stuff that are really applicable for, for college students. And I built a website as, a, uh, as an extra sort of uh, resource to go along with that, uh, which is campussafetyuniversity.com. Awesome. So, okay. I'm busy. I do lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so very much for coming on today, and maybe I'll have you back again sometime or another with some more tips. I'd love to come back, and, uh, you know, hopefully uh, your listeners have a few takeaways here that they can use to improve their personal safety immediately. Absolutely. And that's going to do it for today's episode. Go check out Peter's books. You can find them, I believe, at Barnes & Noble and also Amazon, The Ultimate Guide to College Safety. How to protect yourself from online and offline threats to your personal safety at college and around campus. And until next time, everyone, be safe.